When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Pam at the Paper Outpost here, doing a junk journal craft chat with you guys. Sunny and I are both together on the living room couch, and we are snuggled in, reading your questions, seeing what you guys are thinking about. Here we go. Um, Crafty Grandma says, Hi Pam, even though I've seen hundreds of videos on how to make a journal, you always surprise me with your latest project. There is one thing that I've never seen anyone do, and that's how in the heck do you insert loose leaf or binder paper into a journal so the lines are horizontal and not vertical. Aside from adding washi tape or an extra flap, I am still um, at a loss, and for some reason I have so much loose leaf uh, from um, some 25 years ago and aged very nicely too. Any ideas? Have a great idea. And somebody replied, let's see, Semiology said, I glued two pieces together near the holes and put that into the signatures. It works. And uh, that's an idea, like combining two upright pages to make a wider page, you could definitely do. You could also sew them together, glue, or tape them together, like I think you mentioned uh, taping them together, or somebody mentioned that, I think. And um, so that is um, a possibility. The other thing is to get really wide paper. You could do that, that's lined. Um, you could also... Um, mount, you could take your pieces of, this would be a little bit cumbersome, but it is a possibility. Um, let's say you want horizontal orientation of lined paper. Um, now when we take a paper and we fold it in half, normally our papers are eight and a half by 11 on average, and we fold them in half, the lines are going up and down instead of sideways. And that's a quandary for junk journalers. Are you okay with that? Do you want to change that? What you can do is um, you could take plain paper and cut out a piece of horizontal lined paper and orient it correctly and place it almost like you're doing a picture frame with the paper behind it and this is going to be the the ruled paper is going to be nestled on top it's kind of cumbersome but it can be done but you could also sew around it with a zigzag stitch and that would look really cool just saying um, you could also make a taller, skinnier journal, which I've done before, to accommodate lined paper. Um, and that's another way to do it if you want to experiment with that. Instead of changing the width of your lined paper, you actually change the width of your cover and you make it narrower to accommodate that. And you can also, if you're making your cover out of chipboard or something that's foldable, you can fold in your covers to make them accommodate a narrower piece of uh, paper on the inside. Crazy random thoughts. If I think of any others, I'll pop them out, but that's what surfaced right now. And she's referring to the video called Reinvent an Old Junk Journal Part 1. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Diane, Di Diane Daniel, Diana Daniel says, where can I find pretty quilt pieces? Love the colors of yours. I found mine in thrift stores. 
Um, for some reason, in Florida, quilts abound in thrift stores. You can usually find them uh, for not much money. There's lots in my Goodwill. Um, some look like they're factory made. Some look like they're handmade. But um, you can you can find some pretty ones. So keep your eyes open. Um, I don't know. Do in Florida, maybe we don't use a lot of quilts because we're we're hot all the time. I don't know. Uh, possibly, and maybe that's why they end up in the thrift shop. But that that is my source. Um, yeah, you probably don't want to say to your sister Sally, you know that lovely quilt that you made for me. Well, I cut it up and I turned it into ten junk journals. Yeah, she's not going to like that. I would just skip that conversation, even if you do it. It's okay. It's okay. It's your quilt at that point. Um, it's just like a junk journal. Once we let it go, we, we let go of all responsibility of what is done with that junk journal. Maybe it's going to be kept together. Maybe it's going to be taken apart, used for parts. Gosh forbid. Um, but things happen, and we, we just have to release our, our little babies into the world and let them go. Um, question, Elaine Bosick says... I want to use many old photos from my sis from 1942, her date of birth, in a junk journal for her. But how should I use originals without damaging them? Thanks for your help. Well, the easiest way is just to um, don't glue them down, don't even paper clip them on, but just tuck them into pockets, tucks, and belly bands and things like that. Um, that way they can remain undamaged, unscarred. If there's writing on the back, she can still see it and access it. And then she can decide what to do with them if she wants to, um, if they're her photos. Um, they're the photographer's photos, but I don't know. You know, when they're family photos, it, it gets a little gray. But um, uh, you can totally, she can do what she pleases with them at that point, and they will be undisturbed. Um, what I have found is that I do collect a lot of old photos, so I do see what happens to a lot of old photos and photos can fade with time photos can break and bend and all that kind of stuff but i would say overall photos do pretty well over long periods of time we're talking to the 1800s i've seen decent photos and um i'm surprised at how well they've stood up so we can go down the rabbit hole of acid-free this and acid-free that and what is it, lignin-free this and lignin-free that. Um, but I wouldn't worry a whole too much about it because I think the photos are going to be okay uh, short of them being run over by a steamroller or, you know, the, the, her kids coming in with greasy potato chip fingers and going through her stuff. So I think they're going to be okay. Yeah, and honestly, they'll probably be okay even if you paper clip them in, but they might get the, the old familiar paper clip dent, which I think is kind of cool on a nostalgic picture, but that's just me. Okay, let's see what else we have here. We have Astrid who asks, uh, on the neutral junk journal elements, easy beginner tutorial, you can do this. Lovely inspiration. I still need to start my first decoration. I have a question. Do you save all your paper on color? Oh, I think she means by color. Even all sizes, I keep throwing it all around from one place to another. Thanks. Oh, okay. So welcome to the uh, welcome to the hoarder's den, Astrid. The great quandary every crafter faces is: should I keep it or throw it out? And when you really get super crafty, 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 you can pretty much turn a dust bunny into a work of art given enough time, ingenuity, and glue. <laughs> um, but it all, I think, really boils down to 
you know, how much do you want to keep fussing with the little pieces? At some, you, you can blend them down into a pulp and make handmade paper out of them if, if they're too small to even work with. So there's always one more thing that you can do with your papers, which is great. But you have to ask yourself honestly, how far do you want to take it? And I, I use the barometer, when is it not fun anymore? If it's fun, go for it, have at it, do it all day long and just enjoy your blissful days with your papers. If the moment you feel like this is not fun anymore, it's more of a chore, maybe then it's okay to throw some stuff out. I know, I know I said it, it it's okay. I, I think at some point we do have to throw some things out. And we don't really think too much about throwing out packaging and stuff like that. And that's a lot of paper. So if you kept everything, You'd have just way too many craft supplies, sister. That would be the honest truth of it because everything is a craft supply until proven otherwise. Just saying. <laughs> okay, I need to, I have not been harding these. Let me hard these. Bad, bad crafter mama here. Okay, and that tells everybody I dressed these in the craft chat. Okay. Um, Nancy Hansen said, those color pencils look nice for coloring. Do you have a source for them? I think she's talking about the, I forget the name of it. It's like Cash Dart or something like that. Um, Easy Spine, this is a video called Easy Spine Idea for a Junk Journal, Exposed Spine to a Hidden Spine. Um, I'm thinking they might've been like some kind of fancy colored pencil because one day I, you know, I was, I originally learned how to pencil draw, then I started um, color pencil drawing, which I didn't do very well at. Um, and then I moved on to watercolor, which seemed to be easier than actually drawing, which I was surprised. Um, but I remember that I struggled with the colored pencils and then I, I came to the conclusion it was my colored pencil. I needed to get the, the fancy colored pencils in order to have magnificent colored drawings pour from my fingertips. Well, no, I found out it was actually, it didn't matter what pencil I held. It was my skill level, and I just didn't really learn the skills of how to work with the colors yet. And that's something that I, I would like to go explore again um, to do fun stuff like that. I think that would be really nice. And um, that just sounds like something that might tickle my fancy. Okay, so let's uh, carry on with that. Then Susan Kula says, when do coffee or tea dye paper does it matter? Oh, when to coffee? When do you coffee or tea dye paper? Does it matter if the coffee is hot or cold? That might be a stupid question. Enjoy your programs. Um, okay. I've tried it both ways. I found everything looks fine in cold water. Cold, like if I, I use coffee crystals and um, I add water. It's usually cold. Florida cold, okay? Out of our tap water. Um, and I mix it. It dissolves and I seem to get effective results that I'm happy with at least, and uh, it does the job. So I don't think hot water is necessary, although I think the hot would speed up the process. It's not gonna change the depth of the color, I don't think, um, but I think it would just make all the molecules bounce off each other more rapidly and maybe your, your crystals would dissolve more quickly. I think um, some people use their leftover coffee pot coffee, nothing wrong with that. Um, but the depth of the color that I can achieve with the crystals can be light or dark, depending on how much I put in. Whereas your coffee pot water or coffee, it's the color it's going to be, unless of course you added water to it. But um, um, it's going to be one constant color. I think it's still going to work fine. I think it might be a little dilute more diluted than the coffee strength that I make, 
but the, the the lighter is not necessarily worse. I think it's actually very beautiful. And I, I really love tea dyed paper and you're gonna find that your different tea bags dye to a different level. Now you've got to use of quite a few tea bags, like, well, at least I have, like in one, one like three to like three quart saucepan, like a, like a pot, I might put 25 tea bags in there and just let them soak, maybe because I'm impatient. It could be because I'm impatient. I could probably use 10 and get the same depth of color if I would just be patiently waiting. Now, here is where some heat might help the depth of the process because the more heat that's added to the tea bags, the more pigment that will be released, therefore yielding a darker color. So it does work for tea, maybe better than coffee crystals. Yeah, there you go. The science of coffee dyeing paper. There's so many fun things you can do with, oh, we should just have like a, a video of coffee dyeing paper. That would be fun. I, I think I've done that already, but like fun things you can do with the coffee dye as opposed to just coffee dyeing. You know what I mean? There's like a million fun things you can do that are so different. Um, Vonnie Green asks, where do I find those spray bottles? Um, I bought mine on eBay, Amazon, Etsy. You can buy them anywhere. I'm probably sure I have links to them in my Amazon shop, but if not, just put spray bottles into any of those and it'll show you all different sizes if you want to put the ounces uh, four ounces a good ounce for those little bottles two ounce bottles eight you can do bigger eight ounce bottles but sometimes it'll grow the funk you know what i mean like that slimy layer of mystery substance after a while you can put in a drop or two of alcohol to help slow down that growth, but eventually it'll find a way again. So I wouldn't go with the eight ounce bottles. I, I'm thinking it'll just be too much dye for you to use up uh, during that time. It's better to make it fresh, use up what you got, and then you know try not to store. Honestly, I have a bunch stored and it's actually still okay, but um, it, it can grow the funk. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it actually, the funk will grow more readily if you're storing coffee dye as opposed to ink dyes. So it must be like maybe there's a little something in the coffee, you know, that's causing the funk to grow. So there you go. Yeah, I know that, that was a lovely topic, wasn't it? <laughs> um, well, if you've, if you've stored it in the fridge, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, mega bonus Christmas Fundle Bundle special video, Linda Sparks asks, are there any still available? And yes, and I believe, Linda, I think you ordered one, so you are good to go. Congratulations, they are limited. Um, so grab them while you can. They're in my Etsy shop right now. Um, so I have a mega bonus Christmas Fundle Bundle special. If you buy a regular Fundle, you're gonna get the mega bonus, which is 25 plus items of ephemera, some Christmas ephemera, and um, some fabric, laces and trims, all together in one big pack. No, uh, it's free priority mail shipping. Order now while these supplies last. Okay. Okay, that's what All right. Um, will you please review Bombay ink dyed papers? Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so back in the day when I bought everything that wasn't nailed down, I bought this set of Bombay inks and I thought they were beautiful. They are beautiful. They come in really pretty little bottles and they were kind of expensive. I think I remember paying $70 for a set of them and I was afraid to use them for a long time. And then 
another long time passed, another long time passed, another long time passed. It was a classic case of saving my pretties, and I ended up like nesting on them like some mother hen. I was afraid to use them, and finally I decided. Uh, I had a feeble attempt at trying to um, work a fountain pen, and let's just say it ended up in a an inky mess. And the two of us were never friends. We don't really talk anymore at all. Pass each other on the street and just look the other way. You know that kind of a relationship. And um, it is kind of sad because I'm sure there's a way to get the ink in the fountain pen successfully and make beautiful calligraphy. I have never gotten there myself, but I know. Others have gone before me, and there must be a way. So maybe, maybe in 2024, I will attempt that again. Maybe we'll actually videotape that. That that ought to be a pretty funny one, because if there's a, somebody who can mess it up, that'll be me.、Um, but anyway, so I thought, well, what am I going to do with these Bombay inks that are getting old? And I don't know if they have a lifespan, but how can I use them? It's pigment. I'm a paper crafter. Let's do this. So I turned them into. Ink sprays. So I was buying a lot of the Tim Holtz Distress Ink sprays, but I thought I have all this beautiful concentrated ink pigment. Why don't I just put a squirt or two or four of this into、um, a little four-ounce bottle, bottle, add some water and maybe one drop of alcohol, and put a little spritzer top on it. So that's what I did, and they work great. And、uh, just be very careful when you're using these. You really want to cover your surfaces. Maybe I was using, I think, an old shower curtain. I would just lay down on the floor, and then I would spritz on that, like put my pro- art project in the middle, spritz, and move on. And I would use stencils on copy paper. Oh, can you hear that? Sunny's snoring. Okay, we're gonna just see if we can pick any of that up here, because now he probably knows I'm sneaking up on him. But、oh, of course, he stops now. Okay, well he'll probably give up. There's a snort. Did you hear that one? I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, yeah. Every time I go over there, he. He's on to me. I think he's going to do it again, but we'll we'll just wait for him. Oh, he huffed. I think he's awake now. Okay, so yeah, be careful. You don't get the ink all over your stuff because it will stain forever more. Just be sure you really like the colors you're working with. Okay, so、um, 1995 Marixa says. Who would have thought that junk mail could look so pretty? Love it, thank you. And she's referring to the easy junk mail envelope idea for your junk journal、um, video. Thank you. Oh, hello. Yep, I have no idea how to control my phone while I'm podcasting. Excuse me, I'm an idiot.、Um, okay.、Um, Jean Lubo says, "Question: How does a journaler put a whole picture into a signature without losing the whole?" Pi- oh, I know what she's saying. The whole picture. When you fold your papers, you lose half the picture.、Uh, when buying digital kits, it it, do- it doesn't always make sense. When looking at the journal and seeing a broken picture, only to turn several pages and the voila, you see the second half. Great quandary. Here's here's an easy t-、uh, um, way to fix that. Okay, take one of the pages that you already have—a regular blank page—in your junk journal. Now you're going to take your pretty picture that is a full page. Okay, if it's eight and a half by eleven and it's oriented like so, it's portrait、um, is one thing. If it's or- oriented horizontal, fold your page in half so、um, it's like long ways. You're folding like like you're taking the eleven. Bring it over to the top of the 11 from the bottom, so it's folded in half. Now you're going to take that whole thing, the back of it. You're going to glue it to the page of your junk journal, so that that 
inserted page can be opened. We call it an expanding page where, so they'll open it and they'll see the whole picture and then they can close it. They'll have a writing surface on the back um, half of it, which they can use, or they can open it and enjoy the picture. That's one way. Um, if it's the other way, you can quarter the picture, which is like you hold the picture in portrait mode. It's upright, you're looking at it. Now you fold it in fours, like you fold it once and then you fold it again. So you have, well, just say, just, just say you fold it twice. And uh, then whatever is the back, you glue to the page. So the person will actually have to pull on the whole thing. Only a quarter of the page is glued to the main page and the whole thing will open undamaged, unfractured. It will be your whole picture. So that is one way to do it. The other thing is if you like your whole picture but you would like it smaller, play with some software to shrink the picture or play with your printer and shrink the size of the printed page so that it will accommodate one side of your junk journal page. Maybe you need to cut it out and glue it onto page or maybe you can somehow orient it on your printer page to show up at the right spot. A couple of tricks there, that's kind of hard to explain talking, but I think you might get it. Um, okay, there you go, folks. I think. We will wrap it up today for our junk journal craft chat. No, it's not a craft chat. Our junk journal podcast. Yes, remember where you are, Pam. You're on the couch with Sunny. And all is well. Happy crafting. I hope you guys have a grand papery day. Make some fun stuff and have, have lots of papery fun. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.